Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, it's been a minute since I've done this. I want to say it was April or May the last time I did anything. Um, you know, just wasn't sure if I wanted to keep doing it. Um, you know, we've been quarantined. You know, things have been crazy. School districts have been crazy. Uh, I started working part-time at a gym before everything closed. Went back to doing that. So we're trying to get slowly back into some type of normalcy, uh, you know, with sports and schools kind of up in the air during the summer and everything now, especially here in Illinois, it's been a whirlwind. Um, things are still changing every single, it feels like it changes three times a day. Uh, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I do hope everybody's doing well. I know this coronavirus really hasn't gone away. Um, you know, we're starting to see it more and more. Um, but I want to say we're seeing more People be tested positive without symptoms. Don't quote me on that. But what you're seeing is that, you know, people are getting it, but more are just asymptomatic, you know, which is still very dangerous. But, you know, we're just seeing a lot of numbers. I hope everyone's families are good and they're doing good. Um, just to update on a lot of sports things since, you know, I originally made this to be more about. It seems like when I decided to do something like this, pandemic hits and there's no sports. So maybe it's my fault. I have no idea. Um, but I did stop the podcast for a little bit. Things didn't change. So maybe I can keep doing it. Um, baseball has been back for the major leagues right now. My Chicago Cubs are sitting in first place. I don't know what kind of stock you want to put into that. Um, you know, I know there was a lot of battling this, this, and that between the players and their union, how many games they want to play, um, their pay and everything like that. And, you know, I haven't really been watching baseball because they really irritated me that, you know, these guys that make millions and millions of dollars couldn't you know, risk take a pay cut, you know, you're seeing players, you know, they might make four or $5 million a year saying, well, I can't afford to only make 2 million or whatever. 
when there's people out there trying to survive an unemployment, there's people out there, you know, maybe they're still working, they're your essential workers, still making whatever they're making, trying to survive, trying to put food on the table. And these baseball players started to say they couldn't live off of a million dollars a year or even, I don't care, somewhere someone said they might make 800000 And I'm like, you can't afford to take to make $800,000 for one year. It's just a little bit ridiculous. So I know they took a little hit because a lot of people were not happy about it. Um, but, you know, they're playing right now, the guys that decided to play. Um, but a lot of games are starting to get canceled. I know there's been a couple teams. I know the Marlins had a lot of people test positive. I know that. Just recently, the St. Louis Cardinals had some players test positive, you know. And, you know, I know some people want to blame it on the sports or whatever, but if you actually look into it, um, I know with the Marlins, Florida's been a hot spot the past couple weeks. They have shot up tremendously. Um, You know, I know the Cardinals players, they said they went to a casino and stuff like that. So I don't know if people – I don't understand how, you know, as a Major League Baseball player or anybody, you know, that – you have the chance to go out and earn all that money. You have a chance to maybe help try to get the economy back, you know, or try to get people back. You know, sports is a good way to go about that, especially with major leagues. And you're going to risk it by going out and doing this or go doing that instead of just staying at home or, you know, as a major league saying, hey, everybody has to stay in this hotel and nobody else is allowed in there. Kind of like what the NBA is doing with the bubble. Uh, I don't understand why they're not doing that, but, you know, it keeps talking about if these cases keep popping up with, the athletes in baseball, that baseball season is going to get canceled or it's just going to be done. I hope not because it is sports. It does help people to get distracted from what, kind of what's going on. It brings entertainment. It does kind of help the economy. You know, I know that limited seating and bars and restaurants, especially everything that's going on. But, you know, maybe people say, you know, maybe I will go sit outside and they have the TV outside to watch the game. Now you're, you know, putting money towards that restaurant, the TV deals, um, Everything like that. Um, so baseball's just been kicking off. I think it's only been back for a couple weeks, if that. NBA's been playing. NBA's back. Um, they, they've they been the best out of everything so far because they're able to have, like, a bubble where, you know, okay, they're going to stay in one area. They're just going to stay in this hotel. They're going to eat. Only, they can't go out and get food. They have to stay here. Um, only a little bit of the media can be in there to be a part of the game. If you look at the – I've only seen Glip. Clips. I'm not really watching the NBA. I haven't for a while. Um, but from what I've seen, even the benches, you know, they're they're six feet apart, you know, and everything else. So when they're on the court, you know, they're you know obviously by each other. Then they go sit down. They're away from their teammates. Um, you're seeing people that are in there with the media. They have masks on, so they're trying to be as safe as possible. And I think they get tested. Is it once a week they submit it, or, or half a week, or something? And nobody's been tested positive. So staying in that bubble has really helped that situation um you know i haven't been the biggest fan of the nba um near the end of kobe bryant's career and especially when he retired i've always thought the nba was was soft um there's not a lot of defense you know it's tic-tac fouls um, a lot of flopping a lot of complaining um so i haven't watched it for a while but i'm glad to see that that nba is back for people again to watch sports help the economy to help people out um, you know, they're out there earning their money. They weren't saying try to take a pay cut. They're going to go out there and play and do their thing. Um, I think the only thing you're seeing is I, I saw Lou Williams went to go get wings from a stripper club. You know, that that's the type of stupidity that you don't want to see. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of LeBron James at all. 
Um, but you are seeing he's focused. He's not going to go out and do stupid stuff. You know, his teammates haven't been doing the stupid stuff since they've been to the bubble that I'm aware of. So I do have to give props to that, that they're kind of taking it seriously, saying, hey, you know, we have the opportunity to continue the season. Um, no matter who wins, there is going to be an asterisk by it. I don't care who it is. Uh, there's going to be an asterisk by it because this is a unique thing. Same with Major League Baseball. If we're able to have like a World Series, um, there's going to be an asterisk next to it saying, you know, you only played 60-some games, you know, it was a shortened season or whatever the case might be. But it's nice to see those two sports, some type of sports back on TV from your Major League. I know hockey's getting back in there as well. They're testing. They're trying to figure out how to do a bubble thing. They're practicing, trying to, you know, make sure they're not traveling, going anywhere else. So it's nice to see some sports back. Um, now, the NFL has been talking about how they're going to play, and it's kind of changed back and forth. You know, you've seen where they said they were going to play. They're only going to have no fans, but then you're seeing, oh, well, maybe they can only have so many fans, but they have to wear a mask. Um, you know, and then you're kind of – I know with the Chicago Bears, it was reported here that they were giving money back to their season ticket holders, which is not a good sign. That's kind of pointing that there's going to be no fans um, but that right now, you know, the big thing, you know, I know the NBA is huge. Major League Baseball is huge, but I know the NFL in the United States, I don't want to say it's bigger than the NBA. I don't have the statistics, but I want to say that the NFL is bigger than those sports just here in the United States. Now, globally, I think the NBA is a little bit bigger because everybody has basketball, but here in the United States, I think football kind of reigns above that. You know, when you talk about the Super Bowl, how much, you know, that brings in, it's, one, it's the most watched uh, sporting event and everything. Uh, they're trying to figure out how they can play. There, are, there has been some NFL players tested positive, but you're seeing that these NFL guys are going out to the bars, are going out doing this or whatever. They're, not, they're still not taking it seriously where you have some NFL players, you know, they stay in their house. They don't leave unless it's going to practice. Um, yesterday I saw where the uh, Denver Broncos, when they leave – um, they're in their practice gear, you know, just their practice jersey and their shorts and their cleats. When they walk out of the building to go to the practice field, they have this um, rectangle-looking thing, kind of like a metal detector when you walk through the airport. And it's spraying this non-toxic type of uh, disinfectant where, you know, now they have their masks on, some of it covers their face, but it's to cover their clothes and their skin. It's supposed to help. Um, so when they walk through it, 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 it's supposed to help with the killing the bacteria and everything. So that's how serious, you know, some are taking it, some aren't. Uh, but they keep talking about how they're going to play the NFL. You know, I think they, they don't, they're not going to do any preseason games, which is fine. You know, I know preseason is supposed to be able to see who you're going to have on the team, but, you know, that's fine with no preseason games. Uh, but now they're talking about can you do the 16-game season or an 18-game season? Can you have these playoffs, you know, or whatever? And, like, they're jumbling around. Nobody really knows what to do because, you know, with football – it's really hard to do a bubble. You have so many teams. Um, it's easier in the NBA because maybe you can have a couple courts in this place and maybe play a couple games. Um, you know, the way it works, it's easier for basketball. Now, football is really hard. Um, there's been so many different ideas rolled around. You know, are you going to play, you know, does everybody you know, you have games on Friday, Saturday, and Sundays? Can you only play at certain places? Uh, it's really hard to stay in a bubble and not leave and play in one place because you have so many teams, so many games. NFL games take forever. Uh, so are you going to pick one location? Is it, you know, I, I don't know if it's better to have the games inside or outside, you know, because I'm thinking of the uh, field. You know, if you go to a place that's a grass field and let's say it's 
raining or whatever, and you're supposed to play, I don't know, four or five games in one day on a grass field. I know it's well kept up. It's the NFL. They have really good professionals and really know what they're doing with their grass fields. But it's going to get torn up playing four games in a row or five games in a row that day or whatever it is. Um, so you have to pick a place that has turf. So I'm thinking, you know, around here, you know, the Indianapolis Colts have an indoor facility. It's turf. You know, is that where you go? But now you're inside. Is it more dangerous to be inside? Uh, is Indianapolis a place that's going to hold every team? Like, is every single team going to travel there? And then you're going to play games on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Like, is that how it's going to work? Do you play all the, Do you play a bunch of games on Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays? Are you going to start at 7 a.m., 8 a.m., you know, whatever it is? You know, it's very difficult to sit there and say, NFL, you have to do this bubble. Now, I know that, you know, they could probably figure out a way to get all the team to stay in one hotel near their practice facility or whatever. And then when they play, they travel. But when you're traveling, you're going to risk, you know, being around people. Um, you know, is it possible that maybe we, I know the, the league is split into the AFC and the NFC, but then you take those and you have the NFC North and NFC West and, you know, all those stuff. Do you just say, okay, we have to split it. We're going to obviously keep the NFC and the AFC. But is it you're going to combine maybe the NFC North and the NFC East or whatever and say, okay, now this is its own league or whatever. You're going to have some league plays. You combine them and maybe say, okay, we're going to pick four locations and say, okay, these teams travel to, the, to this location and that's their bubble. You keep that bubble. Uh, and play it out, and you have another location, and these other teams, you play it out. Maybe you only have four people make the playoffs, like a Final Four, and then they go to the Super Bowl or something like that, or does each division or each district, whatever you want to call it, do they play, and then they have their playoff game to go to the Final Four, and they're already in that bubble, and then after that, you can kind of figure out maybe where, you, where who's going to travel where, because maybe, maybe by that time things are a little bit back to normal. Maybe the bubble isn't quite as it is still going to be important, but maybe this coronavirus numbers goes down. I don't know. To me, maybe that's a way to go about it, where have four regions. You know, maybe one goes to Indianapolis because they have the turf field. Do they go to maybe Dallas? Um, you know, uh, and then that's the other thing is then does it become well? You're not going to have fans anyway. So as a matter of, so maybe, you know, maybe the NFC is split into two leagues, half go in the League 1 or half go League 2 or District 1, District 2. They go play at the Colts stadium, but are the fans going to be mad that the Colts aren't actually playing there because they're in the AFC and they have to go somewhere else? Do you share that stadium? You know, I, I don't know. I think maybe that's a way to go about it where you have four districts, four different locations. And if you do have to, and to me, if you have to play games, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. all the way down through nighttime. And then Sunday morning all the way through nighttime. I don't see people at home complaining about that. Because if college football, we'll get to that here in a second. But if they have a season, I know you might conflict it a little bit. But I think as a fan, you're going to love it. You're going to have like, oh my gosh, NFL's on from 8 a.m. to 10 o'clock. And we also have college football games in there. And then on Sundays, it's the same thing. Or you flip-flop and say, okay, Sundays we play in the morning, Mondays we play, or Thursdays and Sundays still. Like, there's different things you can do. But I think if you're going to do the NFL and you're going to have some type of bubble, the closest thing to a bubble you can get, maybe that's how you have to go about it. You know, a shortened season deal. We're not going to have 16 games. Everybody's got to take, you know, a little bit of lumps of a shortened season. But to have some type of season, maybe is the way to go about it, you know. So NFL, people, if you're listening – 
and you take my ID, I would love to come and work for you for a little bit to figure this out with you. Pay me what I won't. You don't have to pay me as much as Patrick Mahomes. You just pay me a little bit, and I'll help you figure it out. So I think that's the only way you can go about the NFL. And then the big thing is college football. You know, we I think people almost want college football more than NFL. I know the Big Ten and like the Pac-12, they've come out and say they're only going to play their conference games. The SEC just came out and said the same thing. They're just going to play 10 games, just play the SEC teams, which I think is the right thing. You need a shortened season. You don't want to be traveling all over the place. You just want to play your teams. But college football, you want to talk about a bubble. That's the hardest one, I think, to do a bubble because... You know, you could have the athletes show up and say, okay, we're only going to stay in this dorm building. But then some of your uh, full-time enrollment students, what if they stay in the same building? Um, What if you tell them they can't, but yet they're paying money to go there? That's a little battle. And then, you know, if the school is open and they have to go to class, they're going to have to leave the building and go into class. They're going to have to be around people when they're walking back and forth. So I think it's really hard to sit there and say, okay, college football players, you have to stay in a bubble unless, and not just college football players, like all athletes, I'm just focused on college football because I'm mainly a football coach, and that's you know the big one that brings in the money and gets the most televised um, contracts. If you look at them, is it just, okay, you guys have to stay in this building, you only go to practice, you're bubbled in here, you know, we'll have a cafeteria downstairs, and you have to eat at different times, so we're not all around each other, or whatever the case is, you say, okay, you guys can only take online classes. But now you're going to battle with the school because they are student-athletes. You know, I don't think they should be labeled student-athletes anymore. In particular, that's a whole other situation, like an Alabama or a Clemson or an LSU or Ohio State or Michigan or whatever. Now you're putting the athletes above everybody else. Because if you sit there and you're going to make – if you're not fully offering every single class online, so some people have to go be a full-time or part-time online and then part-time in person, but you say, well, because you're a football player or you're a basketball player or you're a baseball player, you get special treatment, more special treatment than usual, and you take online courses while the full-time has to go in. That's going to be a whole battle. Are you going to put that person above the school? It's just going to be a whole other can of worms. So with college football, to me, if you're able to make it work where – you force these athletes to just stay in the dorm, which is also tough because some, you know, stay in apartments and stuff like that. They've signed a lease. Can you get them out of that lease? Can you sit there and say, okay, we're all going to stay in this one dorm. But then you got to think about the coaches, you know, or where do they go? You know, do they just go home? But what if they, what if life happens and they've got to do something else, you know? Uh, so just a lot of moving parts. So do they just stay in a dorm? They never leave unless it's to uh, go to practice and everything. Do they have somebody get their groceries for them? Like, how do you go about that? And at your bigger schools, maybe that'll work. Maybe at your Alabamas and all that. But places like here in Illinois, I'm just thinking in particular, places like in eastern Illinois or southern Illinois or Illinois State, do they have those resources? Um, Do smaller division ones have that? You know, so I, I don't know. It was exciting to see that the Big Ten sent out their schedules. Um, they did say just because there's a schedule doesn't mean that there technically will be a season, but they're planning on it. I know the U of I, I'm a fan of the U of I. I grew up 20 minutes from the campus. Uh, you know, they've had some players test positives, which is kind of scary. I don't think they went to the hospital or showed a lot of symptoms or anything, but I just know they got tested positive. 
but you know they're back practicing um you know they plan on having people in the stands they came out with their plan i think it's only going to be maybe ten thousand at the most i'm not 100 percent sure no tailgating very limited concession stands out in the front where people usually gather there's not they're not going to allow that there's going to be uh, space in between all the seating and all that. So it's just a very weird thing. I know they're planning for it. They said they're going to have fall sports. Um, but then you see someone like UConn today. I know people think of UConn and they think of basketball, but they have football. They canceled their season. So for that conference, is the conference going to cancel their season? Is it just that team? Do they have to drop that game? Like this is just, a, it might be a domino effect. Um, but I know the NCAA... I know they're not going to use these guys as guinea pigs, but they're thinking of money. They lost the March Madness. That's their biggest moneymaker. Now you're risking losing college football. That's a huge moneymaker. The SEC's risking on losing a lot of money. So I know money's a part of it, but we got to think about the kids. If you're able to play and able to play safe, I think we should. But it's very um, unique times. I don't envy being in charge of that. I'm trying to make those decisions. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully we can get some of those back to help uh, get some normalcy back. Um, so that's all over the world. So I know every state's different. Um, here in Illinois, it's been a, a whirlwind, uh, you know, with the cases of the COVID-19 and, uh, you know, with school districts and sports. Um, for me, you know, for Illinois anyway, we've been kind of just waiting and waiting and waiting you know, I think it was just a lot of the waiting game. And then our IHSA, uh, the governing body for us, the IHSA, they came out with like a return to play guide. Their phase one was back in June where they allow you to, I believe it was nine kids and a coach to a group of 10. Um, they have to be six feet apart. You guys, you know, we were allowed to do body weight workouts, a little bit of sprints, but it was nothing drill specific. So we couldn't go out there and, you know, maybe do wide receiver drills or offensive line drills. You couldn't go shoot a basketball or do this or that. It was just a lot of just working out. If you did use any weights, they prefer it to be outside. You know, so you have to pull the weights outside. Only one person can go. You can't have a spotter. As soon as you're done, it has to be disinfected. They prefer you not to have anything inside, you know, and it was just kind of their return. Uh, while that was going on, the Illinois State Department of Education came out with their return to school guidelines based off of what the Illinois Department of Health had from what the federal government had. And so then they're trying to correlate with each other. Um, it was just a lot of waiting. And then the IHSA was trying to develop their return to play phase two. But then they go through the Illinois Department of Health and they've got to get approved. And, you know, with everything going on, it took weeks to get a stage two approved. And then when they finally got it approved, the State Board of Health just kind of said we changed some wording around. And they called it phase four because it had to align with the governor's reopening phase four plan so they wanted to keep the terminology the same and they want to change some words around to kind of match the illinois state department of education uh so it allowed to kind of go back to a little bit of normalcy um at the time when they first came out with it you know if you're within six if you're not six feet apart you have to be in a mask um, but you can go out there and start throwing a football around you can go do this if you're inside, only so many people can be inside. But if you're outside, you can have a group of 50. I, I want to say it was 30 feet or something like that. 
then you could have another group of 50. So on a football field, you could almost have two to three groups of 50 if you have enough kids. Or if you have two fields, you know, if you use the game field and a practice field, you could get a big time, and then you could start doing drills, so like offensive line drills and this and that. So it was kind of going back to normal. Um, you know, we were all kind of just playing the waiting game, um, and I think it was because the reason why we were waiting, because there was a point in time in June where the where Illinois' coronavirus numbers were going down. I think we were down to like 500 cases would get reported every time. So we were going down. Um, and then right before the 4th of July, they started to go up, and the 4th of July happened, and then now the numbers are going up. And so then they kind of took a step back. The Illinois Department of Health got involved and said, okay, now we have to go back on your return you know, so they kind of changed it a little bit. And then just because they come out with things, your school district has to come out with their own things. So everybody's school districts were different. And about the time JB, our governor, and his office stuck their nose in it and tried to pull things back, coaches in Illinois, we just kind of had enough. And you're, you saw some coaches that usually keep to themselves come out on social media. Finally come out and say, we need a plan. Here's a situation, here's a situation, because... First practice for fall sports is August 10th. It is now August 5th. So here in five days, we were supposed to go to football practice, cross-country practice, um, you know, swimming and all that. Everything was supposed to go back. And the longer this went on in the middle of July, the more we were looking at it going, we're not going to start August 10th, so now we need a plan. You know, are you going to switch the fall and spring seasons? Are we going to delay the fall season until the end of September, October? Um, you know, we just need some plans. There was no plans. Well, the IHSA, you know, was dealing with them. People started to sue them. Uh, you know, they had to deal with the Department of Health. They came out and said, you know what? We're going to turn all decisions over to the state. So they started meeting with the state. So the state could try to make decisions. And it took a long time. You know, we were just kind of waiting and playing this waiting game. And, you know, finally, about a week ago, we kind of got the plan. But during that time, you know, coaches were getting frustrated because now it was almost too late to switch to spring and fall sports because, you know, now you have – track coaches and baseball coaches saying, well, don't switch it if you're going to cancel because we just had the spring sports get canceled. So don't switch it just to cancel it. So it was almost too late. If they would have switched the seasons back in June, they could have prepared. You know, baseball is considered a low-risk sport. Softball is considered low-risk. Track was considered, I think, low-risk, almost medium, but just depends how you go about the meets. Things would change, but it's not as high-risk as it was for, like, football or, uh, you know, all those other sports. So Illinois has just kind of been a mess. Um, finally, you know, they, JB, our governor, you know, he kind of dropped the bomb two hours, three hours before we were all supposed to find out on that day, which caused a lot of turmoil, a lot of what, what's going on, you know. So we just don't see the state and the IHSA having great communication, which is unfortunate because this is important. You know, sports are very important to kids. It's very important for their health. It's important for them to have sports because, I, you know, people don't want to say this. Some kids need sports to get the good grades. That's what drives them. Uh, some kids need the sports to drive them to get out of the community they live in if it's a bad community. Or, you know, this is what drives them to be social. This is how they make friends. This is their mental health, you know, helps them stay sane, um, you know, keeps them out of trouble. It's very important. And if there's a way to do it, we need to play. We need to do this stuff. Um, and so it was just this. It was just a lot of turmoil, a lot of our heads spinning. Um, you know, so we finally got some guidance. I don't even know if you want to call it guidance. We got something out of it. 
Um, and especially for me, my head has been spinning because, you know, right about the time this phase one was going on, they're talking about this, or I guess you call it phase four or whatever, I got accept I, I got offered and accepted a new football position at a different school. And then they were going to try to hire me into the building. Well, now, you know, some things, the football thing got approved because we're in that football, but they didn't know the school, the school districts are now finally coming out with how they're going to reopen. And so for me, my head was spinning with what was going on with me and my job and everything. And then this happened. So everything's just been a whirlwind, um, you know, with Illinois. They kind of just basically, they come out with a fall, winter, spring, summer situation. To me, it's, they took the fall sports and split them in half. So to me, it's fall one, winter, fall two, spring. That's how I'm going to look at it. Um, they come out with a... Fall sports, you know, you got your cross country, your swimming, um, you know, there's a lot of sports I'm missing. Tennis, um, a lot of different clubs that can happen starting August 10th. In the fall, their schedule looks like they can go from August 10th to October 24th. That's the time frame. Doesn't mean they may stop competing at the beginning of August, but I think they're giving them that time frame, especially with practice. Then winter, they have November 16th to February 13th. Um, you know, again, it doesn't mean they're going to be playing the whole time. I think that's just the time frame because we keep talking about fall sports football. Well, they haven't even gotten to like a wrestling. Wrestling to me is almost more high risk than football. Then you have basketball because they even talked about come November, are they going to be ready to play basketball? So they give this big time frame. So that way, let's say they have to delay basketball from November 16th to maybe November 30th. They have time and give them time to play give those kids the opportunity then they're calling it spring but i'm calling it fall too because in the rest of the fall sports your football boys soccer um can start and girls volleyball that's put into that category too um they can start practice here in illinois february 15th and the time frame ends may 1st now, I know with football, they don't, they're talking about just having seven-game regular season, maybe two-round playoffs. You know, they haven't gotten that far. They're just giving us a time frame. First football game would be Friday, March 5th. So for Illinois, it is the first time, I think, ever you can say Illinois high school spring football. So it is exciting. Um, I've always wanted spring football. Not in this. I wanted spring football practice. But, you know, this it is exciting. Um, but, you know, in Illinois, people that don't know, the weather is February 15th. You're going to be looking at snow. So are we able to have practices? Um, you know, I know for a lot of schools up here and the school I'm going to, there is an indoor facility. But what I say by indoor facility, I mean, you have an indoor track with basketball courts in the middle of it. You know, a lot of schools up here in the suburbs have that. But where I'm from and I used to coach in central Illinois and southern Illinois, a lot of them don't have, you know, indoor tracks and everything. So are they able to go practice on the basketball courts? You know, that, that would be really hard. Um, if this coronavirus is still very much around, can you be inside practicing those closed quarters? Um, you know, I don't care what offense you run in football, you got to practice passing the ball. Are you going to be able to do that stuff inside on a basketball court? Even for schools up here in the Chicago suburbs that have an indoor track and basketball stuff are you able to do all that stuff with that space so starting football practice in february we have to deal with the snow and everything and then you start getting to march where anybody that coaches track in illinois knows what i'm talking about 
the rain and all that, which is fine. Football, you play in the rain. It's just going to be different weather. You know, for the fall, we go from hot to cold. Now we're going to go from cold to warm. It's going to be a little different. But I'm just excited that they, you know, really came out with, okay, football's going to be here. We have time to see what's going on. Then they start their summer sports, which I'm calling spring, which is your baseball, softball, track and field. They're going to start that here in Illinois May 3rd through June 26th. Now, the big problem here is you got a lot of baseball coaches, softball coaches, track coaches saying, well, we lost our season, which is true. I feel bad for those kids. And now they're saying, well, now we have a shortened season, whereas maybe basketball is going to have a longer season and your sports here starting August 10th are going to have a long season. And now you're shortening our season and uh, again, which I understand, but you know, yeah, I just say this was not an easy decision. It, it, this decision is better than them saying, screw it, no sports. You know, I think the only thing that might have saved them from certain scrutiny was maybe just switching the sports altogether, have baseball start August 10th, play until November, maybe go until November 1st, um, something like that. And then you start your, your uh, winter sports. Then we start football maybe in March. Then you could have a closer to a full season. But you know what? It was down to the wire. They have to work with the state. Maybe the state said this is the best way to go about it. We we don't know. But, you know, I'm just glad that these kids are going to have this opportunity to participate um, in sports. You know, me as a football coach, trying to get back into basketball coaching and everything. But I'm primarily a football coach just to sit here and say, you know, there's a chance. There's a really high chance to have football. It gives us time to figure out, you know, a good way to, to play. You know, are they going to have the face masks and the or the shields and the face mask? Is there going to be like an Under Armour or a Nike, whatever um, cloth material where maybe you can hook it underneath the face mask and have the shield where everything's kind of protected, where it's not going to get up in them, and they, then you can hook it on the sideline to breathe a little better. Um, you know, so just those type of different things where. It's going to give time to be looked at and say, is this a safe way to go back? Um, you know, then it's going to give coaches time to adjust. And then if Illinois wasn't crazy enough, you know, some school districts were coming out saying, okay, we're going to go back into school learning, which I think we should try our best to go back in person. Um, for those kids, they need the social aspect. They need to get out of the house. They need to be in a building, get on a routine. I think teachers need to be back on a routine. Uh, you know, it's just, I think that's what we need to be shooting for. But, you know, a lot of schools are going to do that. Maybe have two days in person, then a remote day, and then the next two days in person or whatever. You know, half the kids come one day, they'll have come the next day. Different things like that. And I was looking forward to that. A school district I'm working in right now, that's what we were going to do. Everything was planned for that. Uh, but now law school districts, you know, especially in Illinois, you're seeing the numbers go up a little bit. So now most school districts are going to be remote learning for the first quarter. High schools and stuff go by quarter, so they're going to do the first quarter just remote learning. Our school district just came out and announced they're going to try to do just all remote learning till the end of October. Some are going to go to the beginning of October and then assess where they are and go by that. Um, so everything's just a mess right now. You know, the remote learning, you know, is going to put pressure on parents. You know, if they have kids, they don't trust being at home or can't have them home by themselves. Now they have to make a decision of what to do with them. Do they get a babysitter? But then you have to trust that babysitter to come into your house. Is there a place to go drop your kid off at a daycare center? Well, now you got to trust them. Uh, you know, it's just going to be a mess. Uh, 
you know, internet issues and everything else. Are those kids really going to be learning anything off the computer? Um, now they're going to lose that mentally social aspect. Uh, mentally, you know, they're they're worried about kids hurting themselves. Um, so, you know, I just sit here and pray and hope that one day we wake up. And I really would love the coronavirus just to disappear altogether. But I hope just one day we wake up and go, oh, my goodness, the cases are down. People are being smart. You know, maybe we get something, maybe not quite a vaccine yet, but something say, okay, we need to do this to boost us up to be a, not immune, but help us not catch it. You know, but people, you know, we just need to go try to get back to some normalcy. I hope that September, October, we're getting kids back in school, even if it's half time or half of them back in the sports startup for the kids and they get back to some type of normalcy. Um, but yeah, you know, Illinois, I don't know how other states are. It's been a whirlwind. Um, it's been crazy and it's changing two to three times a day. You know, we hear one thing that something else happens, uh, you know, a lot of bills are going to start coming back. You know, I know there's a lot of forgiveness, a lot of pauses on things. Now they're going to start coming back. And we got to get back to working. We got to get back to doing things. But I think we have to be smart. You know, people don't believe this coronavirus or don't believe this or that. I tell you what, I don't care what's happening. When I leave the house, I'm in my mask. Um, I'm washing my hands, hand sanitizer. Um, you know, I do those things because I'll tell you this. If me wearing my mask helps save my life, helps save someone else's life, I'm going to do it. If it helps to get these kids back in school, I'm going to do it. If it helps us get back to, to coaching and back to sports, I'm going to do it. If it helps businesses start to open up, I'm going to do it. So I just hope that everybody else does the same thing, regardless of what they believe. I really hope they know. Let's not go to this gathering of 100 people like that are close together or 200 people. I'm not going to go to this party. I can wait. I'm not going to go on vacation down to Florida or go do this or do that and be around a lot of people. I'll go next year. We can go a little bit without a vacation. Okay? So I hope everyone does that. I hope everyone stays safe. I hope everyone makes the right decisions. And I hope everybody out there can somewhat get back to some normal world. Okay? To my very little listeners out there that took the time for this, I thank you. It was a long episode. I had a lot to catch up on. Hopefully I get back into this. We'll see. I just decided to do it today. I was sitting here and decided to do it. Um, everyone out there, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. And I'll see you next time. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.